welcome to the Long Come Norwich podcast, a couple of perfectly palatable prats talking to some proper canary people. I'm Tom and I'm joined tonight by Punt, I've got Claire and I've got Nick with me. Let's preview a couple of massive games. It's very nearly done. Uh, what can go wrong in the next couple of games? Um, we were just talking about this off mic, actually. I'm not sure... I don't think there's much that will go wrong. There's there's nothing to be negative about, but of course we're Norwich City fans, so we've we've been through um through previous times where where we've contrived to throw it away and, and have on occasion thrown things away. So the only thing that could go wrong would be losing to Bournemouth and Watford because as much as promotion's done now, like there's in, in my mind, there's no way that Swansea and Brentford can can go and collect maximum points between now and the end of the season. It's just the title that could go tits up. And if it did, it, we'd have to lose the next two games. But clearly that's not going to happen, is it? I don't think it's very likely. Um, Claire, where where can you see the, the you know a home game against Bournemouth being um, anything but three points? Well, Bournemouth are right on form at the moment, so it's going to be a really tough game. I just hope that our desire to win it is more than theirs, really. I think that's the problem maybe for us at the moment in that we can slightly take our foot off the gas because we are hopefully promoted. Although, as we were talking off mic, I did say I've still got the fear that <laughs> 15 points clear is still not enough for Norwich City. But um, I'm sure it is. My mind is telling me, don't be ridiculous. My heart is telling me, don't be so silly. And it could still go wrong. But um, no, I'm sure it's all fine. And yeah, I'm hoping that we just beat beat Bournemouth on Saturday. And that's the three points and we're up and then we can just enjoy the rest of the season. Well, it's six, six on the bounce for Bournemouth so that they are in, in really, really good form. And it seems like Bournemouth, Watford and Norwich are the teams that, that are really, really smashing. Obviously, Barnsley being very consistent, but in terms of putting long runs of wins together, um, it does seem the three relegated teams are, are coming strong at just the right time. Um, the, the only thing, re, way that that might happen is obviously by the time we kick off, we could be promoted um, because of the, the times of the other fixtures. Um, so there is maybe a chance that it, it, it has a bit of an after the Lord's Mayor parade kind of uh, vibe. And my only concern on that front, and uh, you know, similar to what Punt said, it's not a concern about promotion. We're now purely talking about having a uh, having the number one trophy. Because I think you do still get a trophy for promotion, don't you? There's like some kind of small one for coming second, which we've won before, but we've lifted before. But um the the only slight concern is that second half. Um, if we play like that against Bournemouth, we we're going to lose quite heavily, wouldn't you say, Nick? The, the second half at, at Pride Park. Yeah, it was a strange old half of football. Um, uh, I can't I can't think of a time this season where we've had that ma- that much of a drastic step down. It's quite quite strange. Um, there were some bizarre substitutions that were made as well. And the only reason I can think that they were made was that. Farker thought, well, you know what? I'm going to give you guys half an hour, and you're going to have half an hour to show me what you can do. Um, otherwise, I'm not going to I'm not going to play you for the rest of the season. Um, and that clearly did pay off. Why he was doing that during a one nil, not really sure. But yeah, it was a funny old half of football, um, especially after we looked pretty much in control for the first half, um, and probably should have scored one or two more. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a if we if we play like that against um, Bournemouth and then lose and then lose quite badly, you know, it's not going to affect this season. And, um, you know, we don't want to be negative about it all, but it is a little bit of a worry for next season because, of course, um, we're going to be coming up against ties that are equivalent or better than Bournemouth for the, for the entire campaign. 
We we are, mate. But at the same time, it, it isn't really um, informative of, of that because we won't be coming up against those sides having just clinched promotion and just having got to the end of a kind of psychological slog of let's get over the line, let's go over the line. Oh, we've just got over the line. So I think it would only be mental side of things. We're a better team than them. We have better players than them. Um, and we've been proven over 41 games so far to be, um, let's have it right, 19 points better off than them, having played the same number of games. I think, so, I think it's worth reiterating, actually. Um, it, it's something that I was saying just off air, actually, is we are talking about the game and um, we, we still won. Um, which is uh, I've actually like checked myself because I've occasionally forgotten that we won um, whenever I thought about the game this week. So you know we still got three points, um, and three points that we won in that game are the same three points that we won uh, in the Huddersfield game. So you know, in context of league table, it doesn't make much of a difference. So I guess you can you could also look at it that way. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, the, the we did the job on 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 Saturday, and I think it was a, a prime example of shutting up shop and, and and struggling. I thought it was interesting that Farker tried to to change things, um, you know, wrapping Emmy up in cotton wool um, or, or icy bubble wrap as it seems to be um, that, that he gets wrapped up in when he goes off um, and uh, trying to, to, to get us going again. It was an interesting kind of game of two halves or Jekyll and Hyde, particularly from Dowell. I mean, that first 15 minutes, he was yeah. really struggling to, to get anything going, whereas he, he, he was he was liquid football stuff. Punt, on, on the, the psychological side of things, how much do you think that will be, you know, these, this coaching team don't really miss a trick, do they? How much do you think they'll be preaching that, you know, we need to be on our game irrelevant of the, the fixtures that, that are going to happen before we start? I think Farkas always been really good at that he's always seemed to find a way to get a tune out of them you you rarely see I mean all right let's just take project restart out of it because psychologically we were done but if you if you take that out of it you rarely see games where Norwich kind of down tools and and really weren't playing for the manager I know some fans might have suggested that during the Farkas first season but it, it never seemed like that it didn't seem like a lack of application to me but you know I've heard noises from from people at the club that the players are just absolutely bang up for this. You know, five games to go. They want to make sure that they finish the job and they finish the job well. And the relentless nature of the way in which they've gone about their business this season. I know we've kind of started on a bit of a negative um, vibe saying, oh, this is how it could go wrong. I just don't think it can. Like, And, you know, I really don't think it can anymore. Don't panic me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I've said it now. So, and usually, I what I, usually what I say, you know, kind of doesn't doesn't come to fruition. So, you know, clearly it, it will now all go wrong. But, you know, look, let's just look at the evidence. Let's look at 41 games worth of evidence. You know, Watford have been the best team in the division for a period of 10 games. Bournemouth might have been the best team in the division for six games. Brentford have certainly been the best team in the division for 21 <laughs> games. Um, Norwich have been in the head and shoulders the best team in the division for 41 games so there's no way we're going to fuck it up from here no and likewise it would only be these two games that i think things could go wrong i can i can foresee us losing both if we are promoted by saturday evening um just purely because i i've the last set of football that we put on tape as it were was a performance that i think yeah a team that are still absolutely gunning to say bought in bournemouth's case cement their place they're now five points clear of seventh reading it's looking really dicey for um i think this would that would be one of the more painful 
bottle jobs reading given that they they you know they they got off to such an incredible start and then they've been there or thereabouts i mean is this actually the first time they've they've dropped out of the top six um i know they've been kind of towards the bottom of the top six but i'm not sure they've spent that much time in seventh kind of this season so to to then be the one that gets cut adrift and by barnsley and all someone so unexpected to be it's there. amazing that might, that might be a genuinely amazing because reading are such a shit club like just genuinely like absolute tin pottery like throughout the whole club i mean you look at the stadium you yeah, we've look talked at the about several times it's, on here it's garbage like it's us you know as a club that they're, they're just shite um and you know i mean the fact that they still sing about their 106 points and the the official club account was tweeting about the fact that Norwich couldn't get to 106 points. You know, it's like, I mean, how many years ago was that? It's ridiculous behaviour. So, well, they got a star yeah, on I'm, their shirt from it. Um, I, I would the, be very pleased if they dropped out. Well, I, I mean, I can't, to be honest. Again, going going on form and what have you. Um, I, I looked at the. I was doing some bits and bobs for, um, for for, for the fanzine that we've got coming up. Um, and I, I was looking at form over over this season. And um, if if the season started mid October, it would be Norwich, Watford, Barnsley. You know, Barnsley, the third best team since the middle of October. Um, and, and Reading away off it. Basically, you take away that unbelievable unbeaten start, um, and they they're proper lower mid table fodder. Um, so yeah, I think they must've got, got lucky in those initial, initial games when no one really knew who was, who was good and who wasn't. But yeah, going back to what we, what we started with the, um, promotion is done. Um, I'm, I'm really confident of that. We need two points from, from five games. Um, like, like I say, I'm not being negative in saying I can see, I can see a situation where, to be honest, they've already got their, their minds on being a bit celebratory about the fact that they've that they've that they've gone up and I I just don't blame them I think I think that's part of it I think it's the fact that I don't if we're celebrating uh having been promoted at five o'clock I don't really see um or they won't because all the because the games are sort of moving about time-wise aren't they but if we if we're celebrating that day because because it, it's been done already then I, I I won't care if we if we lose to Bournemouth because we have got a couple of losses in hand and we can still pip Watford to it. I I can't see us losing to Watford. I think that's too obvious a game to yeah. e- 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 even yeah. if even if we found out at seven forty four if it's a seven forty five kickoff because again I'm not hundred percent sure that it's seven forty five because everything's so all over the place. I can't wait to get back to normal runs of fixtures but even if we found you out as we're the, going to the premier league mate what are you talking about no, no yeah but even no, but even the premier league is um not as bonkers as it as it has been you know in in this season with five o'clock kickoffs and all, all sorts but with with even if they found out as they walked out of the tunnel by the way we've been promoted it's such a direct first versus second it's going to be first versus second whatever the results are you know the weekend that's too obvious a massive thing how can you not get up for that so, so yeah, I, I think that's going to be a humdinger, whatever happens. I, th- I think it's quite unlikely that we will be up by sat- by time we play on Saturday because Swansea play Wickham and uh, Watford play Luton. Um, so, uh, yeah, you'd expect um, Swansea and uh, Watford to pick up points there and then Brentford are playing Millwall and Millwall have been dire recently. So, yeah, I... I, can't, I, I don't think we'll be up by the time we play, but um, you know, winning promotion by kicking the ball is is probably always a bit, a little bit more enjoyable than than winning it without yeah, kicking the ball. Yeah, and 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 to kind of follow up and wrap up what we've said there, I, I think 
if if it's that scenario, so if Brentford have got all three points um, and um, uh, at lunchtime, and then Swansea have picked up all three points, then yeah, I think we go and we win the game and we and we do it in our terms. Because I just think that'll be so. The fact we're at home and everything, I think that will be a. I think that would be too tantalising a thing for us to to not just be emphatic. Um, we had a, a full week's worth of rest. Yeah, I, I I think that's that's the only thing that could scupper us is is uh, is if those things didn't happen. And also, um, uh, this will make punt rollers eyes, but we can afford to lose a game and draw a game and win the rest, and we'll get hundred points. Bang on. So um, we still have a loss in hand or four points lot dropped in hand, and we still get hundred points. So it makes you uh, happy, Nick. Let's just do it. Let's have well, hundred points. I tell you why I think getting Norwich getting hundred points is actually would be a, an incredible thing to do. Um, in the fact that if you look at anybody who's got hundred points in the second tier since at least the Premier League started, um, and of course you know two points for a win was dropped in like nineteen eighty one, wasn't it or something? So you know, um, there's not been very many who've done it. All the clubs that have done it have all kind of like done it as a result of like massive financial backing. So Leicester and, and Reading just like basically bought their way to it. Whereas we've done it the Norwich way. And I think if we were to get a hundred points, that would be a real shot across the bowels with regards to next season and the way that people look at us next season. Cause it's not just, Oh, Norwich have just come straight back up because of parachute payments. It's like, Oh shit, they've got a hundred points. They've done it this way. You know, their striker costs nothing their best player and one of the best players ever in the second tier was cost one and a half million pounds. They've got a hundred points. We probably should take notice of how they work as a club. Um, Do you think there's something in that on that point though, that we've, we've signed a centre back in the summer who, you know, essentially we signed him on loan, but you know, his permanent deal was 8 million quid. We've signed a left back who initially on loan, but you know, permanent deal will probably be kind of 6 million, 7 million pounds. We've signed a striker that's, getting on for three million pounds it does feel like we've we financially pushed the boat out a little bit one because we can because of the model and the fact that you know actually we're kind of a, a bit further down the road with selling a ben godfrey and selling a jamal lewis and, and the fact that there's no debt now so that you know we can do that um you know and so i think we're, we're kind of we're evolving it you know kind of and we've kind of realized that that we needed to sign those types of players to make sure that that the squad actually remained on kilter because you you look at um Ben Gibson and, and Jordan Hugill I think those signings probably are, are were more not necessarily more about the dressing room but they were definitely for the dressing room as well you know you can kind of tell that if you watch it I'm sure you guys watch the city view those two are, are kind of pivotal to to the dressing room at the moment so I, I think to your point Nick yeah I love how we've done it and and I think if we could survive in the Premier League on that premise as well, it would be brilliant. But I think we will get we will get people say you've used your parachute money, and but why shouldn't we? We've earned our parachute. I hate money. how I hate how parachute money is like a dirty word. Exactly, like people use it as if it's you know something awful. But we earned that money by going up with a squad that cost nothing. You know, we should be an inspiration for every Championship club that you don't need to have loads and loads of money you don't need to have parachute payments because didn't did we have any when we went, went up with that squad no, or we just run out that madison gone. kind yeah. of saved us yeah. didn't it the sale of madison right. 
So it was just good scouting and good coaching and getting everyone to buy into something and work towards it. But, you know, and we went up like that. So we earned that parachute payment. And yeah, let's spend it. Great. Yeah. So we've gone back up, hopefully, this year as an amazingly strong championship team. But good, you know. We well, should... yeah, I think you make a really good point there, Claire, in terms of we, we earned it um, in that. Uh, if you look at to 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 further Nick's point, um, even Wolves, because when you were talking reading off the the list of people who have bought the league, you know Wolves are a pretty obvious example of that. Even they only managed ninety nine points, um, and they um, the whole the whole point about us having being helped, especially through COVID, with the with the parachute payments. We earned that parachute payments not through buying our way up there the previous time. You know, we, we yeah, organically exactly. managed to get up there. So we organically have earned the, the parachute payments. So therefore, we are more deserving of that. Um, and yes, I know it's a very easy thing for a Norwich fan to say that about Norwich. But I would say the same about, uh, for example, for example, if Barnsley get up, um, and even if they end up losing 6-0 every week and come down, then the parachute payments that they have to spend, you know, year after next... I, will, will for me come in exactly the same bracket you'll go yeah but you've earned the right now yeah. to have Absolutely. that extra slightly unlevel playing field against the other smaller clubs in the championship because you did something incredible with a bunch of players who most of whom I hadn't heard of in August like obviously setting aside the ex-Norwich lad that's where I think the remarkable achievement was 18-19 and this season is just just a building block on top of that um you raise a good point about Barnsley and you know kind of talking up how good they've been. If Barnsley get promoted, do you reckon Daniel Farker's winning manager of the season or is it going to be Ishmael? It, it should be Ishmael because I think that most, I think that way more managers can do what Farker has done than can do what Ishmael has done. And now I'm not diminishing what a fantastic achievement it is to win the league and play fantastic football by no, by no stretch of the imagination. It's, it's a fantastic achievement. And I think if Barnsley weren't to go up, he would he would edge it. Just just getting to the playoffs isn't quite enough. I think he also needs to, mm. to win it, Ishmael. But if 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 he gets Premier League football with that squad and that budget, I mean, I don't think anyone else could. He would have to win Manager of the Year of on all the divisions. I mean, who who who's done more with their resources? I think it's Farker could could potentially win two championships really, and, not and not win, win Manager win. of the Season. Yeah, that would be crazy. And only win Manager of the Month once in the whole time. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, it's 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 a it's been a really well. It's been a really sensible, well-managed, humble, tidy sort of season. It's been really unnorage. That was exactly what I was uh, I was going to uh, say. And again, with the hundred points thing, this is why I think it would be such a milestone achievement to get. Is that we have basically achieved the last three seasons through? Okay, last season ended up in a duff, but you know we were up earlier. Nobody panicked after it happened as well. But we've basically done this through good management and running a football club in what I consider to be the right way. And not every football club seems to do this. A football club will go up to the to the Premier League, Watford did it, and we'll, they'll spend two or three, um, spend £35 million on two or three players and hope one of them will come off. And then that player will keep them up. That's not something we can afford to do, but there's something that we're just not doing anyway. And it's it's almost like for the it sounds like I, I would say this as I'm a Norwich fan, but it's like it's almost like we're doing it for the greater good of football. It's like showing everybody else that you know you don't need to just 
pour cash into everything. It's actually through good management. You can build a very good football club that's ingrained in its community very well as well and also have success on the pitch. I touched on this a little bit with um, in my match review for the Huddersfield game, um, and it also became quite pertinent after Steve Bruce's comments in the week, who was mentioning that if you get if you play football like Norwich, you get relegated. Well, the thing is, is that we have um, built our entire structure. Everything about the club is built around that style of football, and everything has to work perfectly in that well-oiled machine for it to work. There are loads of teams because pr- practically every team in England now is trying to play what I call the, the German way. So you, you're getting pressing, you're playing out from the back, um, wing backs, all of that sort of thing. And a lot of them are messing it up because they actually haven't got the, the players or the scouting or anything in place or the proper manager in place to play that style, whereas we, we do. And that's because everything has to work absolutely perfect in a well-oiled machine. That's not, it's not easy to do. So to, so to to make an achievement out of that is a, is a massive success, in my opinion. And, and you know, the club is a very high praise for it. Let's just do a quick bit of prediction uh, because there's still enough opportunity to do predictions, even with these few games left. Total points at the end of the season. Nick, are you committing to 100 dead on? Yeah, let's go for it. I, I also think that we're going to go up on Saturday. I've got... A bottle of MD twenty twenty in my fridge, orange flavour, <laughs> and I'm going, be, I'm going to be drinking that on Saturday night. Yeah, well, I said I said that last I said that last week that I didn't think it would be today. You know, I, 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 I Saturday. I thought we might do it last week, but you know. No, I, I no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think the others would 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 slip up just because they slipped up so many times that yeah, that, that yeah. They, they 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 do have too many good players. Like IU is is going to score goals eventually, and you know, Tony and, and the Brentford lot are going to score enough goals eventually that they they weren't going to continue to to not have any luck and and what have you. And that 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 spell was going to end for them both. I thought so. No, I I thought it would be us that would need to do it. I, I, I um yeah the chap the, the fixtures moving about. I don't think. I think at least one of them will drop points this weekend. I know what you're saying; they aren't playing great teams, but it's really nervy around around there. And I I do think that at least one of them will only get a draw. But obviously, we need them both to to be mathematical. So, because of that, I think I think it will be us doing it on the pitch. Points wise, Claire, what are you, what are you committing to? Um, I can't be a hundred because that's gone. No, I'll say I think we'll probably get another seven points. So be ninety seven. So two losses. Not ninety now, but me. Well, I, I just have this feeling that Watford are going to beat us because they're just annoying, mm-hmm. and they normally they normally do a job on us, don't they, Watford? So if that's uh, so, so is that that's the first loss. Where's the other loss coming from? Possibly, possibly Barnsley if they desperately need to win on the last game, and we're already up. We're already already champions. Yeah. Which which, which in your scenario we put, we would be seven points would be enough. So that yeah, would really so. piss Nick off because if we'd have won it, we'd have got 100 points. <laughs> what's our total? What's the record for the, when we were in League One? Is that 97? I think it was 96. I think 96. it was 96. As long Something as we like beat that. our record, I'd be quite happy. I'm not too fussed about the 100, although it would be amazing, but I'll go with 97. Okay, and uh, Pantinio? I'm going to go with 98, and I'll tell you for why. I think we'll draw on Saturday. I think we'll lose to Watford just because it's Norwich, so we're going to make it a little bit twitchy about the title. And then we're going to go win-win draw. Um, which will take us to 98. 
Okay. I'd be really annoyed if we drew that last game and we could get 100 points. Even if even if it meant Barnsley could get in the playoffs, which I'd like to see, I would still be pissed off. I almost <laughs> want to see you get really pissed off about it, Nick, just to just to rant about it on Norwich in written form. As long as Norwich win the title, I want us to win the title as soon as possible and then lose the rest of our games so that Nick's annoyed. Um, so it, the, league, the League One season, uh, the internet says Norwich got 95 points. Um, oh, so oh, we, I'm, I'm pretty Easy. confident we'll be there. Yeah. I, so, so yeah. What points have gone to 100? I think in gone. 2004 we went up with 96. I want to say. No, it was no. it was 93 or 94. It was whatever yeah. Farkas boys got the last time as well because we equaled that season. I think it was 93. I don't I think like we're gonna. I don't think I said a few pods ago. I can't see us dropping the five points, which then it was between us and Swansea if they'd have won their games in hand, which obviously they didn't. I couldn't see us dropping five points. I, I still can't. I don't think we'll lose any. Actually, I don't think we'll lose any games in these last these last five. I think we might draw two or three. Um, because of taking off off the gas and not wanting to get injured, and you know, once, once the title's done, it's done. If but we drew I, I think, three, that would leave us on ninety nine, which would be yeah, even more delicious I, for you. I'm, go, I'm going. Oh no, I'd I'm, hate that. I'm <laughs> going with ninety nine because uh, ninety nine will win the title and annoy Nick. Uh, so I think that would be perfect. Let's round off from prediction corner. Uh, what is the score going to be against Bournemouth on Saturday, Claire? I think. We're going to win. I think uh, that we're going to have to go out and win. I don't think the other clubs are going to do us a favour. So I'm going to say oh, it won't It won't be massive. 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. I think we're going to do one of those things that we occasionally do where everyone's a little bit worried, a little bit nervous, like we were when we played Leeds away two years ago, and then go and put in an absolute belting performance. So I reckon we're going to win 3-0 emphatically. Oof. And punt. Blimey. Nil nil. I think it'll be a bore draw. Nil nil. Uh, I think it's going to be. We, we haven't had the uh, but SH1T um, crazy results that we had in 1819. And I think we're due one. So I'm going to go 4 3. I think it's going to be one of those end to end nonsense games where both where it becomes quite clear. After, I think it'd be something like two one or two two after only like twenty five minutes, and it's just and it's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh okay, it's one of them games, and and, ev- and everyone's just going to be bombing on, going crazy. I've got to say, I would love for that to happen, and you're right. I think we are probably do a crazy game, but I can't see this defence with Grant Handy in it conceding three goals because he he basically wants the game. Um, against Derby, almost single-handedly in that yeah. second half. He's um, wonderful, wonderful, isn't he? And I can't, I can't, I can't see his defence, and I call it his defence because it belongs to him now. I think I can't see it conceding three goals, which means now we absolutely will. There will all be three really badly defended corners. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to quick listening questions, Panto. First up, this is a belting question from our friend. Andrew Kent, who asks, well, he's asked the panel to, to come to some kind of decision about the 2018-19 versus the 2021 teams. So he's asking, if we had to make one team from the two groups those seasons, what would the 11 be? And for the players from both campaigns, which year would you want them from? So, for example, you could have 2018-19 max or you could have 2021 max. 
Well, let's let's start off because I, I thought about the fact we need to put some kind of structure around this. Fantastic question! Yeah, I can't can't wait to see you for some some Midlands Premier League football next season. Hopefully, mate. Um, let's go with uh, absolute humdingers that you don't think you can you can do without. So I, I would put skip um, this season's Emmy um, and this season's Cruel in as kind of on they're not up for debate because it's just so obvious that you know we we couldn't. Well, unless any of you guys disagree with that, I think those no, three are absolute shoo-ins. No, I think this no. season's Max as well. I think we've yeah. Max has been seriously underrated this season. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, fair, fair enough. He has, maybe he hasn't. Yeah, maybe he's this season. It hasn't shown up as much because um, everyone else has has been at such an incredible level. If you see what yeah. I mean. But also, um, I think it's because yeah. we expected it this this Absolutely. season, whereas the first you know the first time we didn't. So we've got Tim Krull this season, Max this season. Left back, so let's let's do the other left back then. So it's it's straight choice between Jamal and Yanulis, isn't it really? Yeah, I mean left back's probably the only person from the team two years ago I would actually pick, um, which is in Jamal. Um, yeah, see, I think every, in every every other position is really boring, but I would actually pick everybody else in their current form as well. Yeah, I I, I see. I would uh, I would put Steepy from two years ago in the ten. Oh yeah, that is a shout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I know I don't think anyone's. Well. I, I don't think anyone's mate. As long as long as Kenny is next to Skip, I don't think. I, I think therefore, um, John, John might have an issue with with Mario not making the if the first. I 11. absolutely have an issue with Mario Vrancic not making that side. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Drop Kenny. Get Mario. Oh goodness me, <gasps> Kenny, Kenny. 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 Yeah, Kenny. Twenty twenty one, and specifically this calendar year, part of the season. He's been quite good, hasn't he? But he, he's, he not, has, he's not Mario back end of eighteen nineteen. Sexual he, Mario in terms of in terms of the number of games he has he has been phenomenal in. Yes, he is. And um, Mario was in and out of that of that team. Mario was was what came off the bench loads of times in, in the season. In you're talking team. about so there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, but there's the panel's decision. So you can't you can't just you can't just <laughs> kind of go fight that out. I ask so, the questions around here. So if exactly you ask the questions, you don't answer them. So so Kenny, as long as Kenny's in, he's there, dropped and Mario's in. Lovely. <laughs> and then yeah, what what about um, what, what would you do on the on the wings though? Because obviously we've now got a toddy. Um, think, but yeah, was I mean it's Todd versus Onel, isn't it? Surely. Yeah, and for me, it's Todd. This season's been incredible. Yeah, I, I would go yeah. with Todd too. And which oh, Pookie I, we take him? Because Pookie, see, I, I, this, I would take this, Pookie two years ago. I'd, I'd take, take Pookie this, this season. Year. Yeah, Roads. Four penalties this year. You take Rose, okay. <laughs> but also to go back to um to the the Todd slash you know kind of on debate, I don't know. It's just really nice for the balance of the side to have a pacey option in there. I d- I just think mm. the eighteen nineteen attacking force was way more balanced because of it because it had variation and actually we've got three attack minded you know kind of attacking midfielders who are all quite similar this season so i i kind of might go might go for argos over toddy oh dear i dear. I, I don't know i i if you, if you'd have asked me at the end of last at the end of 1819 i might not have gone argos you know he's oh, i love him that 1819 yeah, yeah but we're talking argos, about the best pl- we're thinking about the he was but he, again he didn't do a full season and he scored 19 goals that year 19 Nine what? or ten. Nine or oh, ten. I said nine. I said nine. Nine or ten. I think it's nine. It says so much about my. It says so much for about my respect for you and my complete lack of uh, confidence in my own knowledge of Norwich City Football Club that you said that, and I thought for a second, 
did he? <laughs> Have I forgotten one of the best midfielder scoring seasons in Norwich's history? I was just like, did he score like three hat tricks in the League Cup yeah. early in the season, which I forgot about or something? Yeah. Yeah. Might have done. Yeah. No, fair enough. Done. If he scored 19 goals, I'd probably put him in. <laughs> yeah. But let's okay. just pretend he did. Okay, well, I think you've made this a bit of a farce in that it's John's favourites and made-up stats. Wee. But it's a great great question, Kenny. And I think what we've kind of summed up there is that this season, there's this season's team would certainly edge it what against two seasons ago's season. Which defence? Oh, yeah, we didn't defenders. do centre-backs, did that's we? The, that's the tough one. Oh, no, yeah. for, for me, it isn't. Gibson and Handy are, are, yeah, are up there. Go. Really? With, yeah, they're up there with centre. They're, they're probably the Zimbo were so amazing. Yeah, when they came together... They Can't were brilliant. We, they were, but oh. we conceded a lot of goals with them in the side. Yeah. Com- and, How about and we, Benji and Benji was, together? They might be incredible. Ooh, I was nice. on, I was on the edge of my seat more often with my heart in my mouth. And yes, some fantastic moments from both of them. Like we, we interviewed Godfrey in that run in with, with Krull, and you know, so again, you're picking between a, a great place and a great place. It's, it's, yeah. it's happy, happy days. Um, but I, I think you have to say that. It, for, for for my money, um, for my getting on for thirty season tickets worth, they they might be the best centre backs that I've seen in terms of just they complement each other perfectly. Neither of them are slow and sluggish. They can both play the ball. Hanley seems to have got better on the ball in the, in the in the last year than we've seen at any other point. It's uh, good you know, coaching. I, I, th- I take yeah. Claire's point though. I think that. Had, if you could put Godfrey together with Gibson, I think they would complement each other brilliantly. Yeah. And as much as Hanley's been top three player of the season, it would have been really interesting to see them get a run of ten games together and see where we were at. Because I mean, you've, you can you can look at what Ben Godfrey's done in the Premier League this season. Everton fans rave about him. You won't find an Everton fan that that dislikes him. He's been they love a him. phenomenal signing for them. Yeah, they love um, him. So I, I can kind of see the logic for dropping Hanley out, as much as that sounds ridiculous. Oh, mate, no, can't can't be doing it because I I think that from the captain point of view as well, I think he brings so much, and we, and we were told, and again, Godfrey said to us, what a huge impact Hanley had. But you've off got the Gibson pitch. now, haven't you? I think you know, like if, if Gibson had signed permanently and Hanley wasn't starting, Gibson would be a skipper, wouldn't he? Absolute captain material. Quite possibly, but I, I, he's he he. I mean, we saw that we saw that team. We saw the way that they interacted after the um, you know, at the parade after the after winning the title, and we saw the energy around him as a skipper. I mean, he he is a leader Handley. among. I thought he was yeah, going to punch he's, you. He's a leader amongst men. He ruffled my hair, and I'm four years older than him. Um, yeah, it's it, he's. Uh, I think he's an absolute. I think he's an absolute shoe in for me personally. So it doesn't look like we're going to agree, Kenny. I'm afraid, but um, we never uh, agree. But well, we do. When, we, we do when you agree with me. It's a good question. But it was it a very a good, good question. question. Have we got another one that can live up to it? Um, probably not. So we might as well just declare declare Andrew the winner. And if he wants some merch, then get in touch and we'll send him some. Um, but let's have a couple more anyway. So we've got Frankie.09 on Instagram. Sorry, Frankie, I don't actually know your surname. And he's asked, how far will Pookie go? in terms of the all-time Norwich top scorers chart. And I think that's quite an interesting one because... Oh, me and you often chat about that. Well, yeah, me, exactly, Nick. So he's just hit top 10. Um, he's got, what, 31-ish more goals to get to Ewan? Yeah. What do Ewan we think, was people? 96. 
It's tricky. He's not. He's not going to score thirty goals in the champ in the Premier League next not season. Not with that attitude. He's, he's getting not. on a bit now, isn't he? <laughs> well, he's. <laughs> it's not likely. I tell you what. <laughs> we we could um we could get into the Champions League and then he's got like you know another competition the following season. True. Yes. Try and True. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I think I think that he could. Time's uh, not on this, his side, though, is it? No, and and, and That's also the I, only problem. And and nor is our very solid financial base. He needs; they need to bring in someone to push him next season, um, in case he goes quiet again, like he did in in the, the collapse season. Um, I expect us to spend some money up front um, in in the summer. Um, and I, I'm actually we've we've got a guest coming up next week that I'm, I want to pick pick his brains on on this as well, um, because. I think that is somewhere that they're going to have to strengthen the squad. They they cannot afford to to rely on him. And and it, I, if I could choose, uh, Timu plays thirty eight games next season. You know because that means he's scoring and doing well. Um, but I, I can't believe that they will risk him going in a slump for for for, for eleven games and, and us not having a threat up front. I think they need to have a proper proper. I can come in and take your place and keep it option. Uh, and that because that's what proper Premier League clubs do, and we should have the money to be behaving in that way. It'll be interesting to see what we do because, as you say, to be, to behave in that way takes money, and it it takes a decent salary. And actually, how much are we going to push the boat out in terms of salary? Emmy. What kind of player are we going to be? Well, this is the thing as well. You know, we, if we want to try and keep Emmy, we're going to have to to um to look at his financial package if we're going to want to keep. To, if, if we're going to look at keeping Max Aaron's, which I don't think we will, I think he will go this summer. But if we yeah, did, again, we're going to have to increase his his wages. Todd, you'd probably say similar, and I think Todd's got less on his on his deal. Although we might have another year's option on him. So, um, it's going, well, didn't it's they going do to be... him the year before? I think he'd he'd been tied up longer the year before because because when we went yeah eighteen nineteen we we put through a whole bunch of. Well, I think his was slightly we? shorter with an option. <clears throat> If oh, I recall okay. correctly, oh, that's um, right. Yes, no. Michael Bailey was saying the other day that that he's got an option coming up. <clears throat> Did you so, see yeah. the, the superb tweet from NCFC numbers um, a few days ago, or last week, I think it was, where Pookie has scored sixty six goals, one hundred twenty one appearances, um, whereas Van Walswinkel, Oliveira, Uber, Ashton, and Lafferty scored sixty four goals in two hundred fifty two appearances and costs combined to twenty nine point four million. That's mad, isn't it? <laughs> but but I think that so to the point to the to the question about, you know, kind of bringing in competition for, for Pookie, it's gonna be really difficult to to bring someone in of the calibre that, that we need at Premier League level to be able to to either play a bit part or come in and prove themselves and you know and score a few goals when when team is kind of maybe off the boil that costs very often it will that will cost you at least 15 million but then look pounds at Timo. he lucky. didn't cost anything and uh, but i think and we found him and knew that he'd fit into how he wanted to play so and, and i think that's the challenge know, that kind that, of player because the club, i don't know if we, uh, i don't know if we knew it i don't think we knew well, it. I don't we think didn't they start did. the I think season with him shape i they, think they, he they've was been a bit quite of a candid fire. about they didn't expect him they i mean i think there was someone at the club who went on record and said oh yeah he might come in and score you know kind of 10 10 15 goals that season you know if they're fortunate he was a gamble. He was a gamble that had just paid off in in a majestic way. Um, and I'd love it, Claire, if we could find another team of Pookie for free. But oh, I'm I, not I saying think, we'd get a freebie, know, yeah. but or even like for a couple of mil or five mil. I just think I don't know for the type of player that we're talking about. It's really, really rare that that we'd be mm. able to to do something like that. And and I hope you know I trust Stuart Weber and his team implicitly to to go out there and grab 
some you know further bargains. But there is a question mark about their recruitment at Premier League level, and and they're going to need to prove themselves this summer. So that will be it. That's one of the positions that I, good I agree Lord with Tom. Still, we, ever want to prove himself? Yeah, absolutely, because they want to leave a legacy at this club. So yeah. you know, I think we will clearly do better this summer with our recruitment. But um, it's the one nagging doubt, is it? Yeah, <laughs> quite right. Yeah. Well, we've got money this time, so that's definitely going to help. Yeah. Right. Should we have one last question, um, which is from Chris Ogden? And he asks, if we had to sell one of Max Aarons, Todd Cantwell and Emmy Buendia every summer for the next three years, who would you sell in 2021? Who would you sell in 2022? And who would you sell in 2023? Anyone want to kick us off? Claire, go on. Um. Okay, I would. I don't want to sell any of them. I just want to put that out there first of all. But um, I would think Max first. I think he is ready to go. I think we're ready to let him go. I think he's more replaceable, definitely, uh, than Emmy. Um, and if I'm quite honest, I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know if this is a recent thing, but he looks really miserable all of the time. And I'm getting a bit fed up with his face looking like that. <laughs> I don't think he is miserable, but every time I look at him, he I think he might just be really focused but or in the zone, but he just looks really miserable and it's getting on my nerves a little bit. I think, just smile, man. You're winning the league. That's so that's point. gone down so he's and, off. You know, against he's him. Gone. Yeah, it has. It's a bad mark against his name. So bye-bye, Max. Um, okay. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> Oh, I see. Sorry, I thought you meant who's next, as in who's next to, to, to do their order, but you meant maybe who's next in the order of who's who next Claire is getting Claire's going to release. You know, it will Todd's, whose face is Claire next Todd's most cross with? Slightly, you know, kind of get <laughs> well, on her nerves because it's the wrong hair, colour. Todd's or... hair's going to go in his favour. Okay, so, um, nice. <laughs> um, Emmy, oh, well, this is it's really tough. Emmy, I think oh, he's so hard to replace. But one great season in the Premier League, um, we'd sell him for a load of money. And goodness knows who we could buy with the money that we would get for him. So I think I'd let him go next. Um, and I've got a feeling that he'd quite fancy a move back to Spain even by then. Um, and then Todd, I think I'd keep just because it's so amazing having a Norwich boy, a Norwich fan. Um, I'm sure you all saw his interview this week, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and I just think it's really great having that kind of player in in the team and it's um I love his energy and I love his confidence and just think that I'd like to keep him around for a couple more years and really reach his heights with his team so yeah that's my order uh, I think that you've you've made a great great choice there I uh did actually say that I thought Toddy could be a really really important player and this could be the season that he really really blossomed at the end of at the end of last season and, and Punt didn't think it would happen um I, I actually think that he could be he could develop if we can sort an extension to his contract and a big a big pay pay rise in. I think he could develop into a talismanic uh, player that could actually spend seven eight years yeah. with, with with Norwich, especially if we stay in the top flight and um, like in the in the kind of Grealish sort of um, Anan was a fan mold. Um, yes, definitely. he even has his he even has the stupid socks like uh, like yeah. Grealish. <laughs> I, I think because I think if he's if he's getting the spotlight and he's getting the money and you know he's on he, he moves from an England under twenty one sub to uh, an England starting under twenty one player and then gets on the fringes of the England team, which you know if he's playing regularly in the Premier League, this is the thing he will be 
number 10 or, or in that three behind the, the, the striker every game he ever plays for Norwich basically for the rest of the season, for the rest of his career kind of thing. You know, he he, he will be, unless he has a massive dip in form, which is unlikely, um, you know, he looks like he's a Premier League player for basically the rest of his career. So if he's, I, I think that he's the one that's most likely, it most makes most sense to, 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 to stick around because he's the most likely to be able to be talked into staying. I would go Max Emmy, Toddy. I th- it's interesting that, Claire, you mentioned the... Um the official club podcast that Todd did. And I'm only about halfway through it, but Todd kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, around the time where there was the Leeds attention and, you know, maybe his head was turned a little bit and, and actually he kind of had to prove to Farker that, you know, his head was back in the game and he was ready to, to start games again. There was clearly noise and there was, there was clearly either his agent trying to manufacture a move or, or maybe, you know, kind of he was thinking that, that his future laid, you know, kind of el- elsewhere. Um, I'm going to say Todd first, and this isn't again anything against Todd. I think Todd's been amazing this season, and, and I've said it on this podcast that he's really added, as you'd said, Claire, energy to his performances this season. So you know, the, to go with you know his skills, his ability to take the ball on the half turn, all his goals that that he scored, he's added way more assists to his game as well. He's looked more effective in jinking past players. He's probably been for me the most improved player this season. But and this is the but. Max Aarons is the best right back I've ever seen play for Norwich City. And Emmy Buendia, in terms of pure talent, is the best player that I've seen play for Norwich City. So to not try and keep those two for as long as humanly possible would just seem mad to me. So Emmy would definitely have to be last. Max would probably be 2022 and I'd have to let Todd go this summer. Nick, what do you reckon? Um, it's obviously, you know, there's lots of permutations that come out of this question. Like, you know, what league are we in? How much are we selling them for? What have you? Um, but I would broadly think, well, the order that I think will, it will happen in is, is, um, Aaron's Emmy Todd, but the order that I'd want it to happen in is, is the other, is, is in reverse. Um, I think, um, going back to what you were saying, Tom, the, 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 the kind of player being, you know, the Jack Grealish and, and that sort of thing. I think there's a bit of a, I, I've got nothing really to base this on other than sort of what I've seen, but it's, it's there's a bit of a thing at the moment that it seems that young players are now starting to realise a little bit more that it's actually quite good being a big fish in a smaller pond because obviously you've got um, the sort of renaissance of Jesse Lingard going on at the moment and obviously the aforementioned Grealish and, and there's quite a few other players that are at sort of medium, more medium-sized clubs in the Premier League or lower in the Premier League who have become like star talisman for their clubs and I can see Todd being that for us but um, you know you could also say that about the other two so I'm kind of hoping that will happen to at least one of those players and one of them stays with us for a considerable period of time um, to become that kind of you know um, talisman figure Um, I think a lot of it also depends on um, whether or not with regards to Todd's future if the FA sorts out the England 121s and sort out uh, the manager and that sort of thing properly, because um, I think if Todd does get a run in the England 121s, he will actually have a very good time with it. And that will, that is when heads will really turn and he will want to get out pretty, pretty soon. I would have thought if, if the big boys do come in. So yeah, there's lots of permutations. I know. Can he play Nick beyond this, this summer's tournament? Because oh, he's 22 now. Like he can only play at the, at the, 
Euros or whatever it is this summer, and then then he's he's kind of got to qualify for the the full senior team, or that's it, isn't it? I think you might be right, but I also I, I read somewhere that because of COVID, they've delayed it oh, by okay. a year or something. Um, don't quote me on that though. I'm, I'm not clued up. No, we are now. We're going to clip this out. Put it on all the socials, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, you wouldn't know as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not 100 sure on that. But even then, you know, the the, the fact that um, you know if he was to play in the tournament this summer and and have a massive run of it and play really well. That would really put him in the shop window. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, it, it depends on a lot of permutations. It's a bit of a cop-out answer, but yeah. It's time for the Long Come Norwich quiz. Uh, welcoming special guest host, Lorne. Good evening, everybody. Um, we're going to go in the order of Claire and then Nick and then me and then Punt because Punt always goes last and the guests always go first. Um, so Punt will still be on the timing. Um, and Claire, your minute starts now. Who was Daniel Farker's first competitive home game against? Oh my God. Oh, that's hard. Oh, I think I know that. Huddersfield? No. What oh. other sport used to be played in the River End? <laughs> no idea, pass. <laughs> You've got the easy ones. Uh, how many times has Norwich won the championship? Oh, uh, one. Yeah. Twice? Ooh. No. <laughs> what? Yes, we have. No. No. Who took no, over from Eddie Howe? Who took over from Eddie Howe the second time he left? Not a clue. Uh, name one of the beaten semi-finalists in the first ever World Cup. Time. Lorne, what are you doing? Oh, I thought they were ruthless. They're they not are so shy. hard. That is so harder would... than normal. I don't sit around reading football books all day. Yeah, I don't tend I, to go back that far. I'd <laughs> be hard. tempted to give Claire half a point because I, when I said how many times have Norwich won the championship, I thought she said one when actually she maybe said uh. But I would take that as a one. No, I didn't say what. What? No. Well, I was. I would have said two, but is one. Was it, yeah, I think so, Lorne's going the championship or second tier. It was the, or... it was the no, first it's... division, wasn't it, when we won oh, it in right. 304. So he's really going. The oh, okay. You can't be dicking oh, about okay. with wording That's... of questions, Lorne. Come on. You, you didn't say that. Yeah. Well, I yeah. did say well, well, he did say the, the championship. championship. Yeah, but, the, so but technically Lorne is right, a, I think. On a timed on a timed quiz, my point is you're trying to avoid anything. So you would say the second you'd say the second flight to make sure people know exactly what they're talking about. But then it would have been more than two anyway. So Tom, you're not here to school Lorne about trying to make quiz Well no, my, my point clear. is my, my the questions tend to be fine. It's the answers I have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was the sport in the River End? Squash. Oh, yeah. It was squash, squash. Nick, yeah. I learned it on while watching the big match revisited and they covered a Norwich game um just after the River End had been redeveloped and mentioned the fact that the River End cost one million pounds to build and okay. included a squash court. Yeah, it's quite it was built quite early, the River End, the new River End, um, when you think about it. Um it's like seventy eight or something like that, wasn't it? So it's quite 
quite early for a new stand. Was it QPR, the first home game under Farker? No, it was Swindon. Oh, I was wrong then. A 3-2 win oh, in the EFL trophy. Yeah, okay. Uh, That's really harsh then. The league, yeah, I think, was QPR. We won 2-0. We've won the championship once. Who took over from Eddie Howe the second time he left? Is it um, the Is defender, Jonathan... Not Jonathan. Oh, Jason Tindall. Sorry, yeah, Jason Tindall. Oh, sorry, I was Fended thinking by, the first was... time. I knew that. Oh, bloody knew that. Oh. <laughs> and uh, either of the beaten <laughs> semi-finalists in the first ever World Cup. Italy? No. Uruguay won it, didn't Argentina. they? Argentina. Brazil. U- Ur- Germany. Uruguay beat Argentina in the final. So, oh, but the, okay. the semi-finalists, this surprised me, Yugoslavia. Oh uh, yeah, I do and, know, know that. And yeah. USA, USA, oh, really? USA wow. Both semi-finals finished six-one. Nice, <laughs> according to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm confident about getting out of the zero points club. Yeah, go on, Nick. <clears throat> right, Nick, you ready, Nick. Your time to you need one to take the lead, and your time starts now. Stuart Webber has worked for Norwich, Liverpool, Wrexham, Wolves, Huddersfield and which other EFL club? Uh, pass. Who were the opponents for Norwich's first competitive game at Carrow Road? Oh shit, I know that as well. <sighs> West Ham? Yeah, West Ham. Who lost the playoff okay. final the last time that Norwich won the championship? Um, Leeds. Who was Bournemouth's record sale back in August 2020? The World Cup finals of 1930 and 1966 were played on the same date. What was it? Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Dear, dear. 6th of July. No. Stuart Webber has worked for Norwich, Liverpool, Wrexham, Wolves, Huddersfield, and whichever club? Don't know. Who lost the playoff final? Time, time. Well, I've got one. Was it Derby, the Derby, Derby. Derby. Yeah, Derby. Lost yeah, the like they beat Leeds, didn't they, in the semis? Yeah. I knew those ones. Stuart Webber? Is it Charles? I was hoping you weren't going to say Huddersfield, because that was the only one, the other one I knew. <laughs> Hang on. What were the teams? You said Wolves, didn't you? Yeah, so he Huddersfield, worked for Norwich, said Liverpool, Liverpool, Wrexham, Wolves, Huddersfield, and... Is it Charlton? Oh, no, Is it know. a London club? It's a London club, but it's not Charlton. Fulham. Leeds. Leeds Leeds aren't traditionally London. Leeds aren't in London. Not traditionally. Um, (laughs) Who was Bournemouth's record sale back in August 2020? Nathan Aki. Yeah, 41 million. Yeah, mental. Ridiculous. Uh, The World Cup final of 1930 and 1966 were played on the same date. What was it? 26th of May. 1st of July. Presumably in different years. Yeah. In in 1930 and 1966. It was the 30th of July. I thought that would have been really hard had it not been 66 as well, and that made it more famous. No, it was really hard. <laughs> yeah, these are harsh questions. We <laughs> yeah. always have a go at Tom every week for this, and now we're realising it's not that easy. Well, yeah, it is quite hard. In Tom's defence, it is quite hard to pitch it right because you don't obviously don't want to go far too easy. Don't worry, you haven't done that. Right, so, Tom, yeah, for the first <laughs> time ever on episode number 75, yeah. your time starts now. Apart from Arsenal and Norwich, which EFL club has Ben Kensel worked for? EFL? Oh, yeah. EFL, I know this as well. 
somewhere northern Huddersfield or Preston. Uh, no, it's uh, not. Uh, Preston. No. In what year were floodlights added to Carrow Road? Oh, I know. I know the Ben Kessel one. Pass, 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 <laughs> Gillingham. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who were the first winners of the rebranded championship? Uh, so that would have been just a year after us, wasn't it? 2005. So who came up? Oh, that's tricky. Stoke. Who are Bournemouth sponsored by? Hmm. So the Totality Stadium is the stadium. Yeah, I can't, I can't get it to come to mind. Pass. Who scored the first ever World Cup final goal? Uh, Jeff. Time. Jeff. Uriquois. <laughs> <laughs> I like those questions, Lorne. Well done. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote Tom's first, which is why we got a theme of uh, club employees, uh, Carra Road, the Championship, Bournemouth. And the first ever World Cup. So, um, which EFL club has Ben Kenzo worked for? Uh, Charlton, isn't it? It is Charlton. In what <laughs> I year got were, mixed up with Weber. What year were floodlights added to Cow Road? No idea. 63. 56. Uh, Apparently, it nearly bankrupt the club. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I knew that, yeah. But everything pretty much in the bankrupt club in the 50s, <laughs> apparently, with history. <laughs> uh, first winners of the rebranded championship. What's that? They know five was it, Red, was it when Reading got 106 points? Was that that year? No. Uh, it was a bit later. I think it was 98, wasn't it? Let's have a look. West Brom. Sunderland. West Brom's mm. a good show because they've won it a lot at Sunderland. Uh, West Brom came from. up with us, didn't they? Didn't they that season? Not as many as us. We're about to be the champions of that, aren't we? 2005, 2006 was the Reading season, 106. Uh, Bournemouth are sponsored by MSP Capital. I've never oh, heard of them. Of course. So deliberately different. Sounds like something Jacob, Jacob Rees-Mogg would be involved with that. Yeah. And the first ever World Cup final goal was scored by Pablo Dorado. <laughs> never heard of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you ever wanted a, a list of almost ridiculous questions, I'll give you the Kensal one. But the rest, come on. So you need one to draw a punt uh, to force a tiebreaker. Am I tied myself again? Starts, yeah. Now. Apart from Liverpool and Norwich, which other club has Zoe Ward worked for? Fulham? Yes. In what year was Carroll Road first expanded? Oh, bloody hell, mate. Um, 1962. How many English clubs are there in the Championship? Um, 22. Yeah. Who took over from Eddie Howe the first time he left Bournemouth? No idea. Pass. Which city hosted the first World Cup final? Montevideo. Yeah. In what year was Carroll Road first expanded? Um, oh, 52. No. Who took over from Eddie Howe the first time he left Bournemouth? I don't think I'm ever going to get that. Um, pass. In what year was Carrow first expanded? Oh, right, we're back here. Um, oh, might as well give up now. I mean, I've only got three seconds left. Time, there you go. Nick? What 79. Year was... Yeah, it was 79. Because I said I very nearly said spoiler alert and then realised that that would give it away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, who took over from Eddie Howe the first time he left Bournemouth? Yeah, Dyche came to mind, but that was Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Burnley. Lee Bradbury. 
<laughs> obviously. Yeah. They obviously felt that appointing successful players had worked with Eddie Howe, so just do it again. Nice. Fair enough. Thank you, Lorne. That was that a very good quiz. Well done. Thank you very, very much, you Lorne. Play tie break. Yeah. Might yeah, as well. we can do. That is tradition. Go for it. What was the attendance at the first World Cup final? Nick. Mm, 101,000. Claire? Um, 94,000. I think it's going to be... Hang on, what have we got? So 100 odd thousand. 101, 96 or 94, did you say? It's going to be up there, isn't it? And not it? I don't know if it is in nineteen thirty though. I don't know if yeah, it is. health and safety didn't exist. England didn't cram, even enter cram them in. You've seen the pictures of the nest. I'm going to go fifty-seven thousand. No, I reckon the others are closer. Um, hundred and twelve thousand. Punt wins sixty-eight thousand. Oh. Thanks very much, Lorne. Um, that was uh, interesting. Uh, experiment. Uh, thank you very much for your time, Claire and Nick. Uh, your opinions are always much appreciated. Punt, uh, I'm really looking forward to celebrating uh, via audio form very soon uh, that actually we've, we've done it. So hopefully it's this weekend. If not, we'll be back next Wednesday to see when we're going to do it again um, and look back on two very, very interesting games. Of that, I'm fairly confident they're going to be eventful um, by hook or by crook. Um, enjoy the games and mind how you go. 